Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you're a twin parent, then you're an expert parent by definition, right? But how do things change when you introduce a new baby into the family? How can you encourage sibling bonding between all three kids? And even if you have a double stroller, how do you move all three kids around? Our expert twin parent panelists are here to share their secrets of making this transition a success. This is Twin Talks, episode 21. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting a new parent to twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. Now, have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You can subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app, and it's available in the Android and the iTunes marketplace. Well, first of all, um, before we get started, I'm going to go around. We've got a few panelists here today. My name is Larissa, and um, I have three children. I have uh, twins who are four years old, boy and a girl, James and Anna. And then I had um, a surprise baby when they were about... um, 22 months and uh, her name is Sasha and she's two now and it's been a roller coaster ride I would say <laughs> but um, you know we love it and uh, she she was meant to be in our family so we really love it the third one <laughs> yeah. surprise but wonderful addition yeah hi I'm Shelly Steely I'm a high school history teacher and also the producer here at Twin Talks and so I have identical twin boys they're going to be two in July Grayson and Sawyer and I'm actually pregnant with a singleton <laughs> thank goodness um, but so I'm just here to kind of ask some questions from you guys and find out what what I'm getting into <laughs> um, I just wanted to let you guys know really quickly about our virtual panelist program so you can follow us on Facebook or on Twitter but if you want to become a part of our conversation you can actually use hashtag twin talks VP to allow you to be a panelist from the comfort of your own home so make sure to check for those updates on our pages all right and I'm your host Christine Stewart Fitzgerald now my girls are uh, identical and they are four and a half years old and um, I can say that by the time they were potty trained um, things definitely got a lot easier. And so that's when my husband and I said, well, you know what, we'll we'll think about, you know, having another one. And it happened very quickly. Within three months, we got pregnant. So so my, um, my singleton girl is 18 months old, and um, she is now just starting to sleep through the night. So I'm thankful. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey everyone, this is Sunny. I am one of the producers here on Twin Talks, and we have a special comment that came from one of our listeners. This is for a segment we like to do where we respond to comments that you send us via email or things that you post on our Facebook page. This comes from Allison, and Allison said, Hi all, I just wanted to comment on your Twin Talks episode three about annoying questions. Now, to give you guys some background, this, this was a third episode that we did for Twin Talks, and we talked about annoying questions that people commonly ask moms and dads of twins when they see them out in public, and we were kind of lamenting on some of the things that commonly get said. So Allison continues, specifically about fertility treatment. You may want to keep in mind that people who ask about fertility treatment leading to twin pregnancy might be asking not merely because they're nosy, but because they have fertility problems of their own. I've heard moms pregnant with twins complain about people asking whether they had fertility treatment often enough that I know not to ask. But as someone who has spent the last two plus years trying unsuccessfully to get pregnant, it is all I want to know. And I usually will ask moms with twins about it if I know them personally. I try to do so in a respectful manner and no one has ever taken issue with it. Since I am currently starting fertility treatment, I realize I have a higher chance of conceiving twins. I am desperate to talk to other people who have had fertility treatments and or who have had twins so I can understand and prepare. Um, and she goes on um, a little bit further. But, th- but the point is, is well taken, Allison. And, and I think sometimes I'm a twin parent myself, and I have been asked by people I didn't know um, if we took fertility treatments. And ironically, uh, my situation was that I had fertility treatments with one of my children, the, my my very first son was conceived on fertility treatments, um, and then I didn't need it for my second, and then I um, spontaneously conceived identical twins. Um, so that's kind of my background. So I feel you on this. I, I understand um, both sides of the equation, and um, it's good to to look at that other side. So, um, Allison, thank you so much for sending us this and for keeping our eyes open, um, you know, regarding to the sensitivity of the matter that people may have um, their own things that they're working through and, and really may be inquisitive about that. So I appreciate you bringing this to our attention. And Allison, to your credit, we have also decided to do an episode specifically on fertility treatments and how that relates to having twins. Um, And we're going to be recording that within the next month. And it was all prompted by your email. So again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. If you guys have a question about an episode we did or want to just leave us a comment, we would love to hear from you. Again, you can post on our Facebook page or visit our website at twintalks.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, all right. Today's topic is having singletons after twins. And today we're talking with our expert twin parents who are here to talk about how they transitioned from two to three. So thanks for joining us. Uh, so we'll dive right in. 
Um, so after having the twins, how did you guys decide when you wanted to have another child? I mean, Larissa, I know you said it was kind of a surprise. It was a shock, yeah. <laughs> they were, um, we got pregnant um, the month I stopped breastfeeding the twins, and it came as a complete uh, surprise because it took us years to get pregnant with twins, and uh and then the third one just came aboard without even asking. So, <laughs> but we were we were all happy she did. But uh, it was I was very scared and I cried when I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even believe I was pregnant. I thought it's an ectopic pregnancy. And I said this is an ectopic pregnancy. And I I came to my doctor. He's like, you know, I'm gonna diagnose yourself. It's the normal pregnancy. <laughs> so that's how it was. Yeah. I know sometimes it's kind of hard, you know, when you think you have a when you have a twin pregnancy and then you kind of almost expect, you know, the other pregnancies to be, you know, either high risk or have some sort of, you know, layer of complication to it. So we we almost, you know, and then you know, having twins already, um, we've sort of become experts on reading up on, you know, all these different, you know, medical issues and whatnot. So it just almost seems like having the the singleton is just you know, we it's like, oh, it's it's easier and maybe we shouldn't, you know, put as many expectations onto it. <laughs> yeah. So you guys didn't you didn't really even talk about did you when you when you're when you're you know, my twins husband always wanted to have four children. I said, there's no way I'm going <laughs> to be able to handle four children. But, you know, I've, I've come to terms The um, you know, it's it just whatever we're given, that's what we're going to raise. And, if, you know, if it's going to be, you know, four kids or three kids or uh, I hope it's going to be three. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I'm really happy at uh, how they are together and, uh, you know, the dynamics in the family. But, um I, I'm not one of those people that wanted a lot of children, but now I have three and I am just, I'm thrilled at having three and having twins and singleton and how they all mix together. And they, uh, my twins love the the baby and the baby sort of rules them. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just all great. And now that, you know, they're so close together that they almost, you know, can pass out for triplets. And, you know, we've been <laughs> told a lot of times because we carry them in the double stroller, all three of them, we just pile them in and they're happy there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great. I, I, I love it. And having had an experience of twin pregnancy and the singleton pregnancy and having had an experience of having two babies at once and then one baby at once it's just all so wonderful i love it mm, yeah. yes i know it's yeah very different experience i'm um, that's for very Shally different yeah. now shally okay so, so so you're expecting your third my third yeah. yeah and so um i always wanted at least three kids um and my husband was willing to agree to it at most three kids yes <laughs> um so finding out we were having two at once was kind of a surprise and i don't think we could have even thought at all about anything other than the twins for the first um, probably almost a year. But I think what what changed for us is once they started sleeping through the night, it was like, oh, okay, this is what real life is like. You know, you can get eight hours of sleep. We can talk to each other um, after they go to sleep. And then once my boys weren't nursing at night, um, by around like 11 months postpartum is when my cycle came back and must have just triggered some like biological urge or something because I went to my husband. And I was like, well, I know we talked about, you know, a two year gap and a three year gap. And and I really just think that the two year one is probably a better idea. You know, what do you, what are your thoughts? And, and he agreed we were both still so exhausted. <laughs> and so just in the middle of everything. And we just thought, why not? I mean, our life is already crazy, you know, so why not just make it crazier? For us, it seemed like <laughs> why not? we'd we'd rather get it all over with at once, you know, because if, if they were just, you know, we'd have a bunch of young kids at the same time, but then we would be done sooner, you know, and 
And I think part of it a little bit was a, a fear for me that if I got used to having my life back, it would be harder to, to kind of give it up again, I guess, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, just just go through it. Get yeah, it over with. just yeah. It's, it's hard now. And, and we know it. I it was almost like once I got a taste of like being able to to go out with my friends and and to go out with my husband and kind of enjoy a little bit of what life used to be like. It was almost scary. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were lucky. I got I got pregnant right away. Um, and then I actually had, had a miscarriage but was able to get pregnant right away again. And so our boys were um, pretty young. So they're not, they'll be two right before the baby gets here. Um, and I think the my single and pregnancy has been harder, believe it or not, maybe because it's a girl. Um, I was so sick in the first trimester. I thought this was the worst idea that I'd ever had. <laughs> but the boys were still sleeping and still napping. And so um, I guess I have that benefit. And now I... Now I'm in the easier part, I guess. And so we'll just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, actually, my second pregnancy was harder, too. Like, I was way more sick with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, with, with Sasha. It's unfair. <laughs> it is. And I gained more weight with Singleton than I oh gained with twins. Yeah. Wow. It's wow. Just, you know, I had no restriction. I just, just doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, I had no gestational diabetes in the end. So I had no diet or anything. So, but. Yeah, it comes <laughs> off so <laughs> yeah yeah I know it is kind of interesting when we look we compare the pregnancies and you know we you know again kind of go back to those sort of you know numbers that we're supposed to be following of you know our food intake and what we think we're supposed to be gaining and it doesn't always match up I know yeah it's, it's true like with I gained uh 40 pounds with my twins and then with my singleton I gained 35 so who knew? Again, 45 <laughs> with twins and 50 with Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> but the Sasha went um, like almost two weeks over. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, overdue, yeah. Oh, interesting. Overturn, yeah. <laughs> so um, now I think when we've got a lot of, yeah, the, the singletons are coming, you know, pretty, pretty close spacing. You know, mine are three years apart and yours are. 22, two, 22 tw- months. 22 yeah. months. Mm-hmm. So less than two years and yours are going to be. 25 two, 25 months. months. So two years exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so pretty close. Um, so how, how did you prepare, you know, your k- twins for the arrival of Sasha and, you know, and, and what are you doing, Shelly, um, you know, to prepare your boys for their sister? Um, well, we got them dolls. Oh. To see if they, you know, just to, to teach them the word. I mean, baby, they're still wor- learning words. Um, so we got them baby dolls. And then, you know, I tell them, you know, you're having a baby sister. Um, and they'll point to my belly and say baby, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll pick up their dolls and say baby. And that's, I think, about all they can manage at, you know, 20 months, I guess they are, 21 months. And so, um, you know, we're also working on more self-care and independence with them. Um, they can actually go get me wipes and diapers already. Which is, oh, great. Which is great. And then we're crazy, so we're um, we're working on potty training. But they seem really responsive to it. Otherwise I think it's, it's a good idea. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have even touched it. But um, it's, it's going pretty well so far. So, um, yeah, we moved them into big kid beds. And I'm really trying to focus on, you know, calling them big kids and giving them a little bit more um, independence and freedom in hopes that maybe that'll make them feel, like, older and, and not so upset that they're not the babies anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, well... I can't, you know, they were so little that it was really hard, you know, and, uh, um, you know, for me to even explain to them. But once I started showing, uh, you know, they, I kept pointing at my belly and telling them it's a baby in there and they kept kissing them. But they really didn't understand. And when they, uh, when I was in the hospital with Sasha, uh, they came to see me, they were just, 
you know, their eyes were, you know, bigger than their faces. They didn't understand what's going on. Why is mommy not home? And uh, my son didn't want to do, didn't want to have anything to do with me the first week after I came from the hospital because he was so used. He was the one that I carried more because he's the, you know, he's the one that cries more, I guess. And he just didn't want me to touch him. Like that's, I think this is how he showed that, you know, that he's upset at me for not being there and coming back with the baby. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you know, maybe it took just maybe a week or two. And, and then they were just, you know, head over heels with, in love with her. And mm, they stayed mm-hmm. that way. And they always, they help. And, um, I, you know, it's it's. I think it depends on the age of the kids, how you can prepare them. I mean, they knew something's going on, but um, I don't think they anticipated that big of a change. But the, I think they also, the, the smaller they are, the less they understand, then they, it's either easier for them to just kind of, you know, roll with it. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, we, we got some um, some books, you know, for our girls. And uh, one of them was, was a cute little, um, you know, kind of a picture story. It showed the, you know, the picture of the mom and the dad and, you know, they're with the little boy and then they go to the hospital and then, you know, the, you know, the grandma and grandpa come and stay with them and it sort of, you know, takes them through sort of the whole process. And I thought that was cute. So they understood <clears throat> what our plan was that, you know, Nana's going to come and stay with you and when mom and dad are going to go to the hospital and yeah, and there's, <clears throat> there's a baby inside. And the other book was really cute because it was one of those, um, you know, lift the flap books. Mm-hmm. And so it actually showed the picture of, you know, the mommy with the baby. You could lip, lift the flap with the belly and, oh, there's the baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they kind of got a little, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's, you know, baby. Glimpse, I point yeah. to uh-huh. my, you know, my belly, baby. And, you know, the funny thing is that um, they had the, the hardest thing they you know, had a time understanding was that there's only one baby because, of course, <laughs> in their world, you know, everything is two. And, you know, we had talked about, OK, you know, you guys were in, you know, my belly together, two babies. And so when I was telling them that, no, there's only one baby. Well, wait, you know, where's the other baby? I mean, it was just it was just, you know, inconceivable that there could only be one baby inside. <laughs> so that was kind of, I think, a uniqueness of um, having the, the twins. So that was a funny thing. Um you know, so through the pregnancy, they, they kind of entered the process. And then, you know, we were, thought it'd be interesting that um, when we introduced my, my little one, my little Michaela, you know, how we're going to do that. And I thought my, my husband was kind of um, clever. So when we, um, we had uh, her at the hospital um, and then my parents brought them. Um, so my, my husband got some little lollipops and he said, look, you know, these are, you know, these are the, the gifts, you know, from little Michaela's giving you a present, you know, little, little lollipops. And so it's cute. We have these pictures of my girls. We're all sitting on the, the bed, you know, the hospital bed. Yeah. And they're looking, they got their little lollipops. They're just like, they're just so happy, you know, <laughs> like, oh, the new baby <laughs> gave him a present. So I don't know. Did you guys do anything they special? They have a first picture when they came to the hospital to visit me because I was in the hospital for like about five Five days, I think, after the C-section and everything. So um, they came and they have this picture, and their faces are just you know, just looking at the baby, like, "What is this mom holding in her hands?" <laughs> but um, so they knew I'll be coming home with the baby. So that was nice, you know, that I, j- I didn't just show up and you know k- brought something with me. You know, they just they they expected something different. Mm-hmm. So I I like that. You know, we had them come to the hospital. I really enjoyed that. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it you know it my heart broke when I came home and I just saw them and they were still so little and I already had another baby in my arms and <laughs> like they still so little and you know but 
they become big kids. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you have any? Have you thought about any plans of how you want to introduce you know, the boys to their their sister? Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean I was just talking to my husband about this because you know it's like when I was in labor and then having the C section um, with the boy. My entire family was at the hospital. I mean, we had my mom, my aunties, my husband, his dad, my dad, my brothers. They're like in and out of the room the whole time, and they were all waiting at the hospital to meet the. T- I mean. And it was just like there was probably I don't know 12 15 oh people <laughs> um waiting to meet these babies and and that's clearly not going to be the case because my brother has a baby now my other brother also has a baby now and I've got two of them and so someone's gonna have to watch all these kids um so I'm not sure if we'll have um you know if we'll have them stay with my parents and then have my parents bring them by or maybe have my husband bring them by I like the idea of giving them like a gift from from the baby, but um, I guess it'll just depend on you know when what my labor and birth experience is like. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it'll be it'll be interesting for you just and for them to have a sister because that'll be very yeah. novel. Yeah, I always <laughs> call them a baby yeah. sister, baby sister. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. Yeah, and I I got them a you know big sister and big brother shirts, and uh, you know I kept pointing at it and saying you know it's different for you now and. I have no idea how much sun came, but, you know, it made for the cute pictures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. In the hospital, yeah. I love that. So those first few months, um, I mean, how did you encourage the closeness and for them to kind of adapt to having, okay, there's there's a, you know, a, a three, now it's a threesome. <laughs> I mean, you go from twin to having a little baby. How did you encourage closeness? Um I don't think I did anything special, to be honest with you. If anything, I think I was um, just so overwhelmed that I was, you know, I think I was yelling at them more (laughs) and doing a lot of things that I'm not just proud of. But I'm just very lucky that they felt the bond from the start. And uh, they always helped me. They always would bring wipes or, you know, they would sniffle her and they'd tell her, like, oh, you know, she pooped or something like that. (laughs) Like, they would, you know, they would do things like that. And, uh, um you know, I'm I'm just really grateful that they had this, and you know, I think it's the babies are so naturally curious that they, uh, they they want to explore, especially you know when they see another baby and they want to touch her, and you know they never to um, harsh on her or anything. So I I can't take any credit for you know what my kids are feeling towards each other. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I mean, I really you know I really always say like, "Well, Sasha's sleeping," you know, like they they can't be loud, and I think that's that's. That's what we hear a lot in the house. Like somebody's sleeping, you know, you can be <laughs> too loud, but you know, it passes. It it too shall pass, right? Mm-hmm. So it's. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, it's, it's interesting. I think um, my girls. Um, I mean, I think the first few months they were sort of. They almost treated her like a like a doll, and I mean, I really had to say, okay, wait, no, don't pick up the baby, don't pick. I mean, there were a couple times when I, you know, they were just picking her up and carrying her. I mean, they went up some stairs. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> freaking me out. <laughs> like, no, she's not a doll. <laughs> um, but I, I think the desire was there to somehow interact with her, and they just didn't know how to do that. And so that, I mean, it's, I mean, here we are, 18 months later, and I think it's still really. Um, developing um, I mean now she's at the point where um, you know she can kind of do a little bit of playing although it's you know they put their puzzles together or you know they build a tower and she knocks it down (laughs) you know so they're kind of learning just to tolerate her and in you know their activities Um, now one thing I can say is since I have all the same sex of you know all girls um, and my 
Singleton is now wearing the clothes that they, you know, the twins used to wear. And so I've kind of, you know, been using that like, oh, look, look at this outfit. Look, this was yours. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, look, she can fit into yours. Look, when you were little, you look, you used to be this little. And so I'm kind of trying to pull them back into like, oh, they were once, you know, her size Mm -hmm. and they were babies and, you know, maybe a little bit of empathy. I don't know how much it's working, but... (laughs) You know, and I was thinking now, um, you know, how do you help your singleton feel special? And I know, I think, you know, as I ask this, I'm thinking, well, our singletons are pretty young right now. And so they probably don't know any better. I mean, because there are in sort of the middle of things. Um, and I and I I'm anticipating that it's going to change in the next few years. I mean, like like right now, my girls are going to be starting um, kindergarten in the fall. And so I think, oh, my gosh, so it's going to be we're going to have this, you know, difference in activities and schedules and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, And I know I, you know, I spend time with her and we're still nursing. Um, And so I think she gets a lot of mom time. And I but I do have to wonder um, when they're all school age and they're, you know, and she's really, you know, looking up to her big sisters, you know, is it going to be a bigger challenge of, helping her feel that that specialness and uniqueness I don't know do you have any thoughts um, you know I have to say that I think I if anything I have to worry of the opposite I want my twins to be feel special because she feels special because she's singleton and I I carried her more than I ever carried them and you know and when, whenever she wanted to nurse at night I could just bring her to bed and just lay with her versus twins you know I had to put them back in bed because the other ones come in so you know it's uh, it's there is this uh, relationship that she and I you know even now she cries I pick her up and I carry her and my mom said she's two why are you carrying her around I go because I can <laughs> you know <laughs> and I couldn't with two so I guess so I have to encourage so I have to be um, more um, careful to show the you know my twins affection and you know that I love them just as much we yeah I think that's a great point we definitely want to talk more about how we can uh, focus attention on um, singleton and the twins balancing it out so we're going to come back and we're going to we'll talk about ways you can give your singleton and your twins um, undivided attention our family has grown welcome to the world Hannah baby introducing a new collection Hannah soft made with Tencel it's so breathable with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Okay, well, welcome back. Today we're talking about singletons after twins with our expert uh, twin panelists. So how do you give your, how do you balance giving your singleton undivided attention and giving your twins undivided attention? Um, In our family, you know, it's probably, you know, different in every family. In our family, there is a lot of just, you know, three of them, you know, three of them doing, three of them playing together, you know, three of them reading a book with me, you know, three of them eating at the same time. And I think because Sasha looked up to them so much, you know, the little one that um, she started eating early at the table, like, you know, she hasn't been eating in high chair for so long. Like they just started, you know, very early for her age. She dropped the baby food at about a year. She didn't have any interest <laughs> in baby food. I want to eat what they're eating. I don't know. I kind of give them attention all at once, you know. And, uh, you know, she gets a little bit of time, you know, maybe in the end of the day with me because I can still rock her a little bit, you know. And she, but, you know, in reality is I 
she's smaller and I pick her up more and I you know and I do a lot of things for her that just because she's smaller but I you know I can I can relate to that though as far as like kind of having to sort of divide up the time and um, I know like in our house we've got a couple different play areas downstairs and I have singleton sort of her you know toddler stuff in one area and then I have the twins you know preschool stuff kind of in in another area and um you know the idea was okay we can kind of keep their play areas separate does it work no yeah <laughs> unfortunately not always so well <laughs> the singleton she's always interested she likes you know the the big kid stuff and you know they get really annoyed um but sometimes i have been been successful in um like we'll do some crafts like so i'll engage with the twins and they like coloring and you know doing some crafts so i can kind of sit them down at a table and get them busy, um, cre- you know, creating stuff. Um, and then I can kind of be with the singleton and sort of just keep her busy with, you know, toys. What or she likes. To- yeah. yeah, something something like that. So, I mean, I don't know if it's if it's undivided attention, but I think it's it's a sense where they feel like, okay, I'm working with them, you know, directly. Coming down to their level, right? To yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's always a challenge. No, I think logistics are my biggest concern. Um, my boys aren't really big on being in the stroller. They, they just, they want to walk everywhere because they can walk. And we honestly, unless we're going to Legoland, SeaWorld, or Disneyland, we pretty much don't take the stroller anywhere. And so, I mean, from my, I'm anticipating a lot of wearing the baby and holding the boy's hands, um, you know, and I mean, we might, we're still debating on whether we want to get a single stroller, you know, for the times that the whole family goes somewhere. But with my husband and I's opposite schedules, and I know this is a challenge for anyone who stays at home, you know, there's always only just one of us mm-hmm. with the kids. And so one person and three kids seems a little bit overwhelming. The other logistics I know that um, a lot of my friends with three have been talking about is where to put your car seats. You know, um, not every, I mean, we have a minivan because we knew we wanted more than two. Um, but not every minivan has the tethers in every spot and every car seat has its own rules about where you can put it and um, how you can attach it, if you can use the latch or the seatbelt. And so, you know, I almost feel like I need to draw out a map on where I'm <laughs> oh, going to yeah. put I did a lot of that put too. Yeah. 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 yeah there, no, I mean, there are a lot of logistics. I know we had um, a small SUV when we had just the twins and it was just, you know, two rows, um, theoretically seated five, but um, it didn't seat three across. And so we're like, okay, we got to either, it's either going to be a minivan or the big SUV. And so then we went for um, a bigger SUV that um, actually now we can seat three seats across and we don't even have to use that third row. Yeah. And it's been so great. <laughs> same here. We actually have a minivan, but we can sit them all in the same row because, you know, a lot of times you have to reach down to give them, you know, whatever. And uh, but now she sits in the back by herself and they sit up front. Uh, you know, just two seats because sometimes if you have a friend and somebody wants to put the seat in there, then you know that works well. But you know, I love mini events. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so convenient. Yeah, and, you know, I have to say, um, you know, our our tactic with the stroller has been we we have um one of the um the baby jar the city selects where it's it's modular, so you can either you put two seats or one mm-hmm. seat, and then it has this little glider board i think there's a lot of other brand strollers that have the little glider board where the kids can just stand and they can Uh stand in the Uh back and so it's been so great because uh when my singleton was you know newborn 
Um, I had her in the infant carrier and then I had one twin sitting in a seat and then I had the other twin uh, riding on the glider board. And then everybody stops you, right? And saying, oh, oh I can't yeah. believe it. <laughs> yeah. Fun. So, I mean, it was it was great to have that kind of, you know, changeability modular function. Um, and then and then I do a lot more baby wearing as well. And even now, I mean, 18 months, you know, um, my little one will be asleep in the car and we've got to run in somewhere. So I just, you know put on the carrier and put her on me and she's asleep and she's asleep on me and then we just you know walk around with the with the twins or um at the store and that seems to be working pretty well yeah Um, (laughs) because you can just carry one baby so that's another blessing right (laughs) yes (laughs) twins i mean i know we're you know they're still young i think all of our preschool and toddler age um if you have them in any kind of scheduled activities um, I mean, how do you deal with nap times, um, especially for your singleton? So if you're taking your twins around and, you know, they're doing their routine and then, well, it's, you know, nap time for the singleton or nursing time for the singleton. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I find it's it's a challenge. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm, you know, debate half the time my singleton, you know, she falls asleep in the car and, I, and then I'm debating I'm like, okay. Do I mean, I'm running in to pick my girls up from preschool and it's like, okay, can I just, you know, run in and get out and do it really quick while she's asleep or, okay, we have to go to a store and so I got to take her with me and I find that you know, constant it was challenge. Very, I think it's the, the first year when the baby is born, the third one, it's very hard because, you know, the other two are still young and still require a lot of attention. But um, also like, yeah, you have to go places and, you know, they're not going to, because mine slept in the morning, you know, the morning nap and... Um, I could not go anywhere between 9 and 11 and then the kids were up and you know needed to go somewhere or doing something and so I had a friend that came over a couple of times a week and she took them to the park just walked with them to the park so that was a huge blessing to me she did it for a year wow while the baby was and you know when the baby outgrew her nap the morning nap then we could all go places in the morning and then you know then they all down for a nap and we still follow the same routine you know we still do it the same they're all in the same and I think she the little one still needs a little bit more sleep but mm-hmm. you know there is very little I can do about that but yeah we we were a one car family we finally got a second one which has been like so liberating I think I'm the only one who thinks it's a luxury to go <laughs> shopping <laughs> with my children but um you know my husband managed for almost two years being at home during the day with no way to get anywhere other than a stroller and and I managed in the evenings you know just so I mean you can get creative walk to a park or just take them out into your you know if you have a yard or play area but I think I mean we were pretty relaxed about sleep with the boys if they slept in the car whatever and we still are and so I think that's my plan. I mean, if we need to go somewhere and the baby needs to sleep, well, I mean, that's what a car seat or a baby carrier is for, right? I think you got to let go of a lot of those scheduling and expectations and just, um, I think one of my biggest concerns is making sure that the boys feel like they get enough attention still, because I think our instinct is to to respond to the baby first all the time and, you know, worry about the baby's needs. And I want to make sure I'm not valuing baby's nap time yeah, yeah. over playtime mm-hmm. for the kids or anything like that so mm-hmm. just you know making sure my baby that could not yeah could not sleep in the stroller or in the car oh she my gosh would not. and she slept i mean some people's like oh it's a blessing she sleeps in the crib only i was like yeah but i can't go anywhere you can't go anywhere you're stuck yeah <laughs> it's just yeah well, we're gonna wrap this up and i just want to say hey thanks so much um to both of you for joining us today and uh, for more information about um 
are Singletons After Twins, or for more information about any of our panelists, um, visit our episode page on our website. Now, this conversation does continue for members of our Twin Talks Club, and after the show, our panelists will talk about having a single baby compared with having twins. And for more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, twintalks.com. Do you have any uh, breastfeeding oops, some funny stories about nursing in public that you can share? Uh, this is Andrea. So this is not technically public, but what happened when my twins were about uh, three months old is we got a, there was a plumbing leak in the house. So the plumber came out, tore out the wall, and then he saw mold. So then the restoration people came and they saw them all. And then they said, there's asbestos. So this is the front entryway of my house. And at this point with the twins, I had finally figured out how to tandem nurse. But um, it required the whole couch, six pillows, (laughs) which was the double nursing pillow. And then all the accompanying support and four blankets. And, you know, I took over the whole thing to have them each on each side to launch them onto the pillow. (laughs) And which was right in front of the entryway of the house. So we had the work crew for the mold. We had the work crew for the asbestos. <laughs> and they brought in these giant um, dryers for the mold because they ended up doing this restoration of the whole entryway and the bathroom. And then, of course, with all construction things, there were problems. So I had about, I don't know how many different work crews got to watch me tandem feed. You know, I had my <laughs> 8 a.m. feeding. I had my 11 a.m. feeding. I had my 2 p.m. feeding all on this couch. It lasted, the restoration lasted literally two or three months. <gasps> and it was, oh oh, you know, it was the tiling guys and the painting guys and the mold guys <laughs> and the asbestos guys. And I'd just be like, hi. <laughs> and they, they all love, you know, two babies. Oh, two babies. They're all, and, but then, of course, I got to feed them. So... Yeah. I don't know. They got I, the work done. Maybe that's why it took so long. Just <laughs> enjoying it. So that wraps up our show for today, and we appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. We also have Parent Savers. It's your parenting resource on the go. So next week, we'll be talking about managing your emotions during a twin pregnancy. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.